Sydney gets in on the action, a huge political return, and a Queenslander rips in. Hello, I'm Wendell Hussey, and that was the month of June. And I'm Clancy Overall. Let's get through it. These were the biggest stories. We'll start off with one out of the uh, disgusting city of Sydney when it was all starting to really escalate down there. The headline reads, Oh no, we need to lock down right now, laughs Gladys Berejiklian as a Bondi case emerges. Well, didn't this story age horribly? Because (laughs) guess what? They did lock down. Not right now, but eventually, and for four months. This was, of course, when Gladys Berejiklian was being pressured by the Prime Minister Scott Morrison to paint the Labor Premiers, her colleagues from the National Cabinet, as I guess you'd say, trigger-happy sooks, when the New South Wales government was holding on with both hands to avoid a lockdown that actually ended up having to happen, Mm. and having to happen for quite some time. Yeah, she was being very libertarian there as they uh, let the people of Bondi run around for a few weeks while the cases were just spreading from party to party, bar to bar, all that sort of stuff. Refusing to lock down, though, because that's not what Sydney does. Well, that wasn't what Sydney did. No, 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 no. I mean, in hindsight, they probably should have locked down the the, the moment they realised that a limousine driver had spent a week coughing all over Bondi Junction, Mm. Westfield, but they didn't do that, and it eventually spread spread down to Melbourne, and they even got a bigger dose than the New South Welshman. So, uh, yeah, aged horribly, but that's Mm. just the news cycle. No one knows what's going on. We're building the plane as we're fucking flying it. Now we've got a political story next up here, and it was a sensational one. It was about the Deputy Prime Minister of Australia coming out and saying, I'm back, you beep. Yes, Barnaby Joyce, the glorious return for the Tamworth Red Rooter. He sat on the back bench throwing peanuts for years (laughs) after the capitulation of the Turnbull government. But after several attempts... Barnaby ended up getting the numbers to roll Michael McCormack, the charisma vacuum who had replaced him as the Nationals leader, and in turn burying a thorn in the side of Scott Morrison, who actually doesn't know how to negotiate or even relate to rural people like Barnaby Joyce. Mm. Yeah, after agitating for a little while and trying a couple of times, Barnaby finally got it done and then offered up that quote, and has seemed to spend the rest of the year since Clancy pretending like he hates being the Deputy Prime Minister and the responsibility of that role. But anyway... And we're going to move to Queensland, and there was another grenade for Morrison to jump on in June. It was thrown by the Queensland Premier, Anastasia Palaszczuk, who came out and said, fuck you and fuck your bullshit National Cabinet. Give us some more fucking jabs. Yes, this was, of course, in the midst of the bungled vaccine rollout where Scott Morrison had avoided even picking up the phone to Pfizer to secure enough doses to protect all Australians from the virus. We were months behind the rest of the Western world. And in fact, there were countries in Central Asia that were outdoing us for months. Kazakhstan, Ukraine, countries like that had all been 70% dosed before we even got our first jab. And of course, as Morrison is known for, he was playing favourites and prioritising vaccines for the premiers who were nicer to him. Of course, Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk wasn't having any of that. And she lit him up in multiple press conferences. Yeah, she went after him. She wasn't a big fan of that thing, uh, National Cabinet, that Scott Morrison set up with all the premiers where they'd come together and then he'd come out and talk shit about it afterwards. I don't think Berejiklian and Perrottet were big fans of it either. No, it didn't sound like anyone other than Scott Morrison was. Now, the last daily Batuta you were in here for, Clancy, was a story about a policeman murdering someone. We've got another one. Uh, but it's from here in Batuta, actually. It's about a policeman asking shoppers if any of them care if he just shoots this toilet paper hoarder. 
which the people said, no, they didn't mind. Go no, ahead. they didn't mind. It was police brutality that everyone was okay with. Just as the lockdowns were starting up again in 2021 and the toilet paper hoarding started up again as well. It's a bizarre quirk in the Australian psyche that toilet paper is the first thing to fly off the shelves and people behave very selfishly when it is time to get their hands on some. Uh, one police officer had had enough and, uh, you know, wasn't going to waste his time negotiating with these deranged hoarders. He just asked the shoppers that were witness if any of them cared if he just shot this bloke. Yeah, and there were just a lot of shrugs and... Uh, a lot, and of, sh- a lot yeah. of shrugs and a loud noise. Yes, and then an announcement over the PA saying we've got to clean up in aisle 11 and everyone got on with their day. Certainly do things a little bit differently out here in the channel country. Now, that's all we've got for you for the month of June. We hope you've enjoyed our wrap-up and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Enjoy the festive season. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.